internal podcast. We're here. We're not winging it. So we're not. We don't. We don't wing podcasts anymore, man. We just don't. Just me. Well, <laughs> you're gonna kind of show up, but. Um, okay, good. I'm glad we're not winging it, Alex. That's yeah. That's great news. There you go. We're taking this seriously, I guess. It's great news. Um. So obviously, this is Alex. By the way, Aaron's here. Harrison's in here. Hi. You know, welcome to build with, I guess. So we've been talking about the dirt world, like dirtworld.com thing, a good bit over the past couple of weeks. Um, Benjamin sent me a couple questions. Benjamin Holmgren, good guy, very thoughtful guy. He sent me a couple questions maybe two weeks ago. He's like, maybe you could ask Aaron about these when um, we do like the internal podcast, like about what that the dirt world is, mm-hmm. what that movement is, why we're doing it, what the, all the time, and. Really, these kind of felt like follow-up questions for like another time. And so um, I don't think we should spend every internal podcast just like still talking about that movement because like not a lot of people are working directly on it. I you know, want to kind of spread our attention. However, I think these three questions um, were certainly not addressed when we had the call. And so I want to I make sure that uh, we get real value out of, the, out of these questions. What do you think about the call? I thought there was a lot there. I was really um, proud of the team for the questions they asked. It was good. I think there, I'm not going to say there was a time in BuildWit where it was just like, okay, thanks for the information. Um, but I feel like as, in, as far as a, you know, there, there was enough time over the you know, course of two weeks where people kind of hearing about it, getting some information about it, and then coming into the call and be like, thanks for that information. Here's the thing, the thoughts that are bubbling up in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I was proud of everybody for um, jumping out there and um, questioning it. I think that's a really valuable uh, place to be in. But I think our our culture has to be a safe space for people to ask those questions in the first place. Yeah, and I don't I don't want to be a culture that everybody just drinks the Kool Aid and just like okay, oh, yeah, I guess that's what we do. Now. Let's go. I do like people being. Uh, skeptical in a healthy way, yeah. asking questions, seeking to understand before heading full bore into something we um have our reasoning from where we're sitting but we're not always the closest to what the heck is going on so yeah i i i like all the questions the biggest thing was about the call is there's this fixation in this i believe uh fallacy that you have to be a nonprofit to make a difference in the world it's just not at all the case. Not even, not even remotely close to being the case. Like not even within a, a a whisker of the actual truth. There's a lot of great nonprofits out there that do a lot of great work, but almost any significant breakthrough movement, whatever it is, did not originate from a nonprofit. It came from business. Mm-hmm. Almost any kind of significant investment, anything that we've achieved as human beings, has largely come from business capitalism. And if you want to read a book on the subject, Conscious Capitalism, hands down, the best book I've read on the subject, totally reframed my perspective on the subject. Or um, Richard Branson also wrote a, a good book. I think it's Screw Business as Usual. It's also about the, uh, it, it's a bunch of really solid examples of businesses going out, being businesses, but making a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. I think that's the future of business. What role then do you think that nonprofits play um, in the world? Then, if and I'm not pushing back against that, but I'm 
curious to see what what are they doing then. In they, they, they play a role. But for what we need to do, what needs to happen in our industry, I, it's not a nonprofit. It's not a place for a nonprofit. Yeah. And, and, and if you really start to look into nonprofits too, they are very, very, because they are, uh, they do have tax benefits to it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're bound up by so many different laws, regulations. You're not at all able to move quickly or yeah. as freely as you think you are. So sure, you can bring capital in and make people feel good a little bit faster, but your ability to actually go create change is significantly hampered by the structure of a nonprofit. Well, so I think for what we're doing, it, it's just, we, we sh- sh- might we have a nonprofit arm one day? Absolutely. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But to, to, for that to be the vehicle to go create the change, I don't see that mm-hmm. as at all even remotely possible. That makes sense to me. Well said. Okay, well, I'm going to jump into a couple of these questions, if that's all right with you. Please. I'm going, I'm going to anyway. Okay. I'll preface this with something that I, I have noticed and something I think we talk about a little bit. I think what the Builded brand and uh, your personal brand has done really, really well is turn people who are interested into super fans. Where they were already interested in the thing and they became more and more interested in the dirt world and build it. I think what's a much harder thing to do is to turn people who don't care into people who care. And so um, I know that's certainly part of make the dirt world a better place. We got to bring more people into the industry, but we have to show them that the industry exists. And it's still working. Um, you know, you had referenced, oh, shoot, was it on a podcast or you, I feel like you heard somebody say, Oh, people are still mining. Like that was still a thing. Did mm-hmm. you say that? Last yeah. Week? yeah. So like, obviously that's part of our make the dirt world a better place. We've got to shine light more and bring that into the mainstream. So that being said, there's a question that says, do you think this movement can help us convert haters into loyal followers? Does that feel like too uh, big a gap in terms of how we engage with people? I don't know if it's really aligned. That's the beauty, again, of separating BuildWit from the Dirt World movement. The Dirt World movement is just the Dirt World. It shouldn't have, it'd be hard for it to have haters. <laughs> well, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if someone hates BuildWit or not. This should be independent of that. Mm-hmm. And sure, are there going to be people that still... Uh, or poopy pants about the dirt world movement. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's okay. I, I get it. Um, the status quo is, is easy. That's the easier path. That's the more comfortable path. That's what they're good at. That's what they've always known. Mm-hmm. Totally understood. Um, but I, I don't, I, I've never, I've never once sat around and thought, so all these people that don't like us, how do I make them like us? It's just not a productive it's just not a productive path. Sure. So I don't think that's a productive approach to any of this. I think the approach is how do we get as many people in the industry to, to rally around this one cause of growing our industry and making sure that the dirt world is good to go for generations to come? Mm-hmm. That's the goal. And I think some of our influence is going to allow us to accelerate that and get a lot of people on there faster than if it was just a cold start. But I think that's a separate deal. Mm -hmm. I I feel like especially for the goals that we have for our company, but also um, what needs to happen just in the industry as a whole, I think that 
probably the opposite of you know the quote unquote um, like super fans. People are really really into um, what the industry is doing. Maybe even really into what we're trying to do. Um, it's probably just the opposite of that would be people who just have no idea and no interest. I think that's the market we need to go after. So we have the people that that love and enjoy us. I think what's going to happen is. So we, we do have a lot of people that are really gung-ho about what the heck we're doing. But they're just numbers on social media right now. They don't actually mean anything. It's not doing anything. It, it does mean something, but it doesn't really mean something to someone that's been in the industry, old school decision mm-hmm. making. So we're going we're gonna to essentially drive those people to this movement to start showing, hey, we're creating this movement based on our following. Here's the numbers. Here's how many people. Here's the stories. Here's the capital we've been able to 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 raise i think i i'm 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 i have zero concern about haters i spend n- almost none of my time thinking about people that don't like it. i i don't give a shit but what the the people that we do need to give to, to get on board are the the ones that are indifferent or the decision makers that are watching us right now but aren't like yeah they're actually going to be the ones to do this i think through this movement we're going to legitimize ourselves as the entity, as the group, as the business that helps this industry go to that next generation. Mm. We, we need that. We, we, we haven't been legitimized yet. We have so many people watching us, so many people saying, you're doing great, keep it up. But they're not willing to get alongside us because we haven't proven that we are, we are the group of people that's going to go change this. Yeah. And I think through this movement, through the Dirt World movement, we're going to legitimize the brand, the following we've created. And in doing so, we're going to get those decision makers on our team for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that is how we're going to go create significant change. Dan has said many times, I think through my time to build with, that our competitor is the status quo. Huh. And I think that's like an easy, like, yeah, right. like thing to hear internally but to me like what that means more and more as we continue to grow the business is we're going to have we're going to have to go up against people who are benefiting from the status quo and challenge challenging them there and not just you know we there's going to continue to be new dirt world companies and we'll just get enough new small things on our side and then we'll have the influence we want that was my flaw that was my logic flaw years ago was let's just go work with the new generation mm-hmm. of earth moving companies and and you can start uh, there sure I, there'll be a percentage but they're they're not going to be i think the vast majority the vast majority is going to be older school companies that have been around for a while that say okay great we've been around for 100 years we want to be around for another 100 years what do we need to do mm-hmm. how is the world different today than it was 50 years ago 100 years ago and how do we tailor our business accordingly i think that's that's the future mm-hmm. but you have to understand, like, like, and I say this, this is what I'm trying to understand. The status quo, human, it's, it's human nature to go with the status quo. Yeah. We are, we are lazy by design. We, we are wired to go with whatever is comfortable and safe and requires the least amount of thinking and energy. That's, that's how we were designed to survive. That's, it's wired into us. So of course, I'm going to continue the status quo. I, that's the safe path. We need to make the future of the industry, this new direction, this different direction. It's not all that different. It's just this kind of the next phase of where the industry needs to go. We need to legitimize it so that going in that direction is a little less risky. Because mm-hmm. right now it's unproven. 
and it's risky. And because we haven't shown them, here are the benefits, here's what it could do for you. That's just too much risk. I don't have that vision. I don't, I don't, I'm just going to go stay in my lane. I'm a contractor. And until we show them how to do things, what the benefits are, make changing a little less risky, then we'll get companies going in that direction. Mm -hmm. It's not that they, they're just like, ah, screw the industry. I'm just going to keep doing my thing because I'm making a shitload of money. Like most, most business owners I've met in this industry are not self-centered. It's a very selfless industry in my, in my opinion. Yeah. But they don't have an incentive to change right now. So you have some people that are changing because they're thinking ahead. They're the, they're kind of the, the early adopters, like yeah. Hoopa, CW Matthews, Strack. But it's, 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 that's not driving. We still haven't reached that, that critical mass yet and we won't be there for a while but we're going to start to build the foundation of that and once the industry does see that things need to change we're the only game in town at that point and that's when things really take off yeah we're a little early to the party which i mean we need, we need to be yeah for sure i think my early understanding was that oh yeah all we need to influence these larger companies who have um you know, the, the senior leadership, the owner, whatever, is, uh, is older, you know, is in the 70s, 80s, whatever. Well, it's once they uh, give up leadership to, like, their next generation, their sons or daughter, whatever, then that's how we'll be able to influence those companies. But the, the more that I'm, like, having conversations with, with people in the industry, to me, like, the thing I'm like, oh, I, here's what's real is those people are like, well, I don't want to let so-and-so down and this is the way we've always run the company why would i ever change that because it's worked out really well for me so far well you have it you have it in two different directions i mean it's like a like a jonathan and brian campbell mm -hmm. they're very progressive they are taking risks they are doing things differently they in invested in us that's, but there's a certain level of intentionality to that that's crazy which exactly. goes against what you're saying yes or, which yeah which but, goes with what you're saying but it is it is the 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 path that makes sense is I'm just going to go down the path that, that we've always gone down. Cause when you, <laughs> when you have this legacy and you have all of these people, you have, you probably still have your dad breathing down your neck yeah. as reality. Very rarely do I see the previous generation just check Step out away. and give the keys to the next generation. Mm -hmm. I, I don't see that all that often. So you still have your, your old man breathing down your neck and then you have all these people, you, you have the chip on your shoulder. They need to prove yourself and all of these people, you know, well, you know, I was just handed to the next generation. I need to prove that I can, I can do this too. So you're not going to be taking risks. Yes. I'm going to prove I can do period. it like dad well, or like mom or whatever it is. Not, not like that, but I can, I can make this business successful too. Sure. Um, Which, it, and if you're in that frame of mind, it, it's hard to be interested in taking risks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. Cool. Thanks for that. Uh, two more. Next one. How would you answer the question for somebody who um, maybe we don't typically engage with? How would you answer the question? Is the like dirtworld.com thing like, is this worth my money? The question is, and, and uh, Randy's made me think a lot about this, is the dirt world is essential. One. It can't, we can't fail. Two, we have a massive workforce problem. This year, 650,000 people missing from the industry. 
And we have over 40% of the industry set to retire before 2031. And it takes, it's 2022, we're going into 23. So we have eight years. And it takes 11 years to train someone up to replace the person they're replacing. The math of that makes it sound like it's going to get worse before it gets better. It's getting way worse. So the question is, and I'm asking it when I'm speaking this week to Nuco, how do we solve this? How? And okay, great. You can solve it. Maybe you don't have a problem. Your business. You're only as good as the collective industry. The whole collective industry, if they struggle with it, you're still going to get pulled down. How? And we believe we could be wrong. We believe we're the best positioned group in the entire industry to get everybody together to do something about this. And we might be wrong. We're going to make mistakes. We don't have everything figured out, but we're going to give it our best shot. We've been giving it our best shot, but we can't go a whole lot further without the industry's help. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, how, that's how I'm positioning it is you can argue the ROI. You know, it, they, they get a bunch of stuff and there's a long list. And, and I think the value exchange is, is more than fair. But from my perspective, how else are you going to solve this problem? This is, it can't be on your own. That's the benefit. And you've been giving money to all these other groups. What have they done with it? You still have the same problem. So what's going on there? Mm-hmm. it's i i think our, our our mistake like i said with founding members it was just too logical too roi driven so there is an roi component here but for me it's more important to go to that emotion of we have a massive problem we can't fail society one two we have a massive problem three we have no current solutions at a macro scale we think we can go create those solutions the industry needs, but we can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. So we need your help. We're asking for a little bit of capital here to go forward and to go create significant change that will ultimately benefit your company. But if you have a better idea, great, we're all ears. But as far as I'm concerned, I have not seen a better idea. Mm-hmm. And I see more of the industry than most people. I guess to to go along with that, um, how can like the individuals at Buildwit? Um, I, just, I just I don't want I like this question, but I don't like asking it. Like, here's your homework for everybody to do their personal whatever to make this happen. Which like obviously we're we're a team, but I want to be like, and here's other work you need to do in order to make this work. But I I find this question really interesting, so I just wanted to preface, I guess. Question is, how can each of us help generate traction for the movement? Number one, understand the dirt world. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Just do everything you can to understand what a pipeliner goes through, what an operator goes through, supervisor out on site, company owner. Understand the industry. We have to understand the industry before we can do anything else. And I think a lot of people do understand the industry, but I also do see a lack of understanding in a lot of ways as well, which is okay. 
Like we, we, we didn't hire a bunch of industry experts because we need experts in other areas. But if we're going to be the group worthy enough to gather everybody together, we are going to have to demonstrate that we understand this industry, care for this industry like no other group out there. We want it better than anybody else. And so we have to, we have to prove ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to prove ourselves. And everybody's watching right now. So I would say that's number one is a really intimate understanding of the industry. I don't care what you have to do to figure it out. Figure it out, please. Because that's the only way we're going to be worthy of, of, of doing this. And that's the moat around our business is that inherent understanding and love for the industry we're serving. That's something another company can't replicate overnight. They can't even touch that if we get it right. Mm-hmm. And we're on the path, but we need to just be relentless relentless about our understanding of the industry. Take our ego, take what the hell we know, put it over on the side, serves a purpose, but just go headfirst into who are these people? What are they struggling with? What do they need? What does the future of the industry look like? If I were a construction company owner, what am I struggling with right now? If I'm someone out in the field, what am I struggling with right now? Who are the people that I work with like? What's my background probably like? That's where I would start really really good understanding of the industry yeah no matter what position we're in within our company across the board it's really important and so there's there's a lot of other things we can do we can go talk about on social media great we can go work hard great you know all that's obvious yeah we're working hard yeah we're 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 putting this together really fast yeah we're we're talking about social media yeah you know this and this and that but just if you did anything just develop a really, really intimate understanding of the industry and even just drive home and recognize how much of your life depends on the industry Mm -hmm. because you aren't worth shit without the dirt world. And until you really, you turn the shower on the morning and really start to connect those dots, this is because of a pipe crew down in some ditch somewhere. It's really cold today. Man, the walk from my car to this office was really cold. There's some there's there's a crew out there in a ditch in this all day long, soaked probably, fixing some water line in your neighborhood so that your water works consistently. Those are the people we're those are the people we represent and we need to be worthy of representing them. And that starts with an inherent understanding and love and appreciation for what they do. Mhm. And so do you believe that having that um, that understanding and that interest in understanding um, is like the path towards being worthy of, of that work for like those people in the industry? That's where it starts. That's where it starts. Okay. I mean, if we can't go do it ourselves, that's impractical. We can at least develop a really intimate understanding. And at least try to just put ourselves in their position and, and acknowledge that we'll never be the expert on the subject because we don't actually walk in their shoes, but just know that we are a, a worthy representative of who the hell they are and, and what yeah. they do. We're worthy of telling their story. We're worthy of being the group that, that unites the industry and takes it into the next generation. That's not just because, like, just because we're first. We don't deserve shit. That doesn't make us the, the entity for this. We're, we, we can't have any entitlement. We have to earn it, and that's how we earn it. We, we, we need to be worthy 
I think what's what is interesting about that to me is sure having that understanding um might increase some of our street cred. If you know, if people see the business and be like, wow, you know, they have a pretty good understanding of the industry, even though they're not out there doing the work. But I I I'm man, I'm with you. I think that so much of that is it's so important that it's happening internally just because it allows us to do the the work better. Um, you know, because any, I think there's been plenty of times where it's, we might, you know, create a piece of content, write something, whatever, and then have to go check, Hey, is this how these people talk? Is this something these people would understand? Does this feel like I'm representing them correctly? And like, we've had plenty of times where it's like, yeah, that, nobody would say that. So let's, well, and a lot, of, a lot of times I'll see it and this isn't, I mean, this is our fault. I'm guilty of this no. all the time. We're writing it for us, not them. Yeah. <laughs> I see that all the time. We're writing for us, not them. Doesn't who gives a shit what we want? Who gives mm-hmm. a shit how we talk? It's about them. That's it. Yeah. The dirt world. The dirt world. That's it. It's the only game. The only game. So, and that's just a small example. Yeah. Um, yeah. I certainly didn't mean to be like, if you're writing, make it more real. That's that's just the example. Like, no. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, and I'm the first defender of that. You've written a lot about uh, the dirt world the uh-huh. last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right on. Aaron, thanks for that. And Benjamin, thanks for those questions. I feel like so much of our, our conversation about the, the dirt world movement and what that means in our business has been um, really macro level. And I feel like being able to ask questions on both from our perspective and maybe what other folks' perspective would be from more individual levels is really helpful to me. Um, to understand kind of, I guess, the different tiers of what like the point of starting a movement is in the first place. Um, but also knowing from my like position that the best way I can uh, help the movement gain traction is not just post about it more, just talk about it. Like, sure. But that's, that A, feels like homework and feels like something that uh, doesn't really make us special or, or like you said, worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I appreciate that your response is understand. Um, I think that's I think that's hugely important here. That's it. And we have a lot of people. Talk to Jake Pico. Talk to Eric Jumper. And talk to Chell. Talk to Jay Cobb. Talk to Randy. Talk to uh, Sam. Mm-hmm. There's there's a oh, probably forgetting people. There's 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 a lot of people. It's awesome that you can for, you could forget people in that now. Within our, it used to be like, well, you have to talk to Chell. Yeah, that have that have, but but people that have been on a on a job site. Hey, mm-hmm. I just had this this question. I was just thinking about this or thinking about that or I, I, whatever it is. Or even people like um, Chase, Angel, they've been on a ton of job sites now. Yeah. So they at least see it from a different different perspective. So I would um, start there. And, and all of these podcasts that we record, like go listen to some of the interviews that I have with, with amazing people in the dirt world. That's a great place to start. Yeah. How does a safety manager think about things oh well here you go how does a how you know how, how does a laborer how does an operator I, like we, we have we have hundreds of of interviews now yeah. that you could and then what do job sites look like well we have our whole youtube channel uh, like where we explain a job site from from start to finish talk to the people out in the field there's so much um build a training like you don't have to just do the safety courses you can go out and i am just gonna learn more about excavators today and there's a three minute course start with the first one tomorrow start with the next one tomorrow start with the next one yep and just learn a little bit about the industry every day Mm -hmm. i guarantee you it'll help you 
across the board, across the board, and what you whatever you want to do at Buildwood. It's advantageous for the dirt world movement, but it's advantageous for you and your career at this company with the direction we're going in. Mm-hmm. Now, if well you're thinking said. of leaving and just going to a general marketing business, probably not going to help you all that much. That, yeah. But if you're thinking of sticking around here, that's where I'd be spending my time right now. 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes. I'm going to listen to a little bit of a podcast today. I'm going to watch one YouTube video, even just one YouTube video a week. I'm going to watch, um, I'm going to, I'm going to watch one training video a day. They're what? Three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, five minutes a day. Yep. Everybody has the app. Everybody's on there. Boom. There you go. I think it makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Aaron, I appreciate you digging into those. Um, hopefully, uh, to the team, y'all are getting value out of out of that conversation. Um, you know, it's certainly my goal to continue to bring y'all value. I know um, that's certainly what Aaron wants to do with these for sure. Um, so, Aaron, thanks for taking the time. Y'all, thanks for taking the time to listen. Um, again, if you have any questions about any of this stuff, not even just the, the dirt world stuff, but we want to make sure this is value to you. Um, and, you know, from the leadership team, hoping that we can you know, distribute information the right way and in the correct way and um, an effective way to keep all our team on the same page. Super. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. See you in the next one. Data. Or not.